You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Lindsay? Good. I think we've all just moved on to the next week, week six in the NFL for the Cincinnati Bengals. I said it before on the podcast. I feel like when you get to Wednesday, it's starting to the move on. Who, who are they playing next? Can they get a win? Preview predictions. We'll have all of that on the podcast now. But they did have practice over the last couple of days. We heard from Zach Taylor earlier in the week, and he pretty much said, gave a little bit of an update on T. Higgins and Jonah Williams. And we heard from them in the locker room on Wednesday When it comes to T. Higgins, he didn't practice, but he was on the rehab field. So there's optimism there. Jonah Williams didn't practice at all the last couple of days, and he talked to the media. And the biggest thing is it's wild to listen to him talk about the injury, about the kneecap going back into place. And I don't even want to describe what that feeling would have been like for him because he's a trooper. Jonah Williams is that guy uh, to go back out there and play the rest of the game after it pops back into place. But T. Higgins, Jonah Williams, they could be without them. But Taylor did say they there's a chance they don't practice Wednesday and Thursday and they still go on Sunday. I think we'll get an injury report tomorrow, which pretty much states exactly what we saw Wednesday and Thursday when it comes to Jonah and T. Higgins because they do go a little light on Fridays. How does that impact the game? And what did you uh, think about those two out this week? Oh, if they're both out, that's uh, – oh, man, this is really two and four possibility. Uh, not that I would pick them to lose if they're out. Not that I'd pick them to win if they're out. But your chances of winning without what is playing like your best lineman now that he – the first two weeks, if you just remove those, he's been the best lineman on the team and left tackle and what that replacement would be. Adenogy might have looked okay in the preseason, but that's against preseason guys and then not regular season football. And then the other one, T. Higgins, this offense is night and day without T. I mean, I don't know why, but they cannot figure out how to move the ball effectively without T. Higgins in there. Um, And we could maybe get into that a little bit about theories. But, um, yeah, I don't love either one of those guys being out. Now, uh, big shout-out to Jonah Williams. Dislocated kneecap, it's all about the swelling, I believe, with him. Or T, it's probably also about swelling, but I think probably a bit more pain with him too. But, man, dogging him dogging him to go back into that game after dislocating his kneecap. I love it. Yeah. And one of the things when you look at the videos from the rehab field and T Higgins, and I'm no doctor, I'm not an athletic trainer, so I'm not going to guess what it looks like from a video that's on Twitter for 30 seconds, but T Higgins is just running sprints up and down. And when I think of a wide receiver and I think of T Higgins, I think of someone who needs to move back and forth a little bit, move the ankle, feel, feel like himself again, like he did in the pregame on Sunday night football, and then didn't feel like himself when he got back out there to start the game. So I think you can be optimistic that he's out on the rehab field, 
but we're not seeing live game in action, you know, catching balls from Joe Burrow, even at practice to determine if he's good to go. And just him alone, you mentioned it, this offense just looks lost without him. And it's wild to me because you have Jamar Chase on this team. And if someone would have told me back in training camp that, look, T Higgins, he might be out for a couple games dealing with an injury, a lingering injury, but he'll be back in there. But like, oh, they got Jamar Chase. They got T Higgins. Are they not T Higgins? They got Tyler Boyd. They got Hayden Hurst. I see. I'm already thinking about T Higgins right now. Thinking what a difference it is when he's not in the field. You get, uh, you, you get plenty of weapons out there. Maybe your run game gets going with Joe Mixon. But if you were to tell me what a big factor this would be, you can go back to Week One when he left the game early versus the Steelers. Yes, I know a lot of people point to the missed extra point. But if T Higgins is in there for the second half, that's a different ball game. You look at this past game. That's a different ball game. I, I don't think they're putting up. I think they're getting into the 20s, maybe even 30s against Baltimore. So he is a huge factor. And that's what makes me nervous. I put it out on social media earlier today when T. Higgins isn't on the field. It makes me nervous about this Bengals offense. And I just it's not, I don't want to get into play calling right now and Zach Taylor, but I don't trust the creativity or or just this offense alone without T on the field. Yeah, um, the good news on this front is, well, I guess it's not good news. It's good news for this game, hope they're healthy in general, is that, uh, uh, man, the Saints have five guys that were did not practice. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore still not practicing. Michael Thomas still isn't practicing. Jarvis Landry still not practicing. Deontay Hardy, another wide receiver, still not practicing. Chris Olave and Calvin Throckmorton got in limited practices, so they look more likely, and Peyton Turner is not practicing. So. Man, some of those big names, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, Jarvis Landry, there's some big names for not practicing. So when it comes to who could be more injured, I mean, it might be the Saints. So it, missing both these guys and the Saints are at full health, not great. But if Marshawn Lattimore is not on the field, I think they'll probably play their coverages differently. But I don't think that they have a guy that they feel comfortable putting on Jamar Chase, and they shouldn't even with Lattimore, to be honest. But yeah, it's – we do, I don't know. I think that they should still be fine without T. Higgins on the field. Like, the offense shouldn't move into a shell of itself. It should still be able to move the ball fine. And they were running the ball really well against the Ravens, but the pass game looked at times pretty bad. And I don't even know if it's a creativity thing. It's like they do get creative with getting Jamar Chase touches, but then once those don't work or they blow all those in the first three drives in the first quarter, they start moving into – okay, we got to just call what we normally call. We just got to get back to our bread and butter stuff here. And as we've seen this bread and butter stuff, whatever they want to use against cover two and two high and quarter, quarter, half, six strong, whatever you want to say, whatever they're throwing out there, it's not really working. No. And, and I probably shouldn't have used creativity because they did this Philly special and they made it difficult for themselves when they really could have made it simple. Uh, obviously when you lose, everything is magnified. You, you think about those plays and, and Joe Burrow even talked about it on Wednesday and I'm paraphrasing a little bit of a quote here, but he's like, you know, people can blame play calling all they want. We have to execute it. And at the time we designed these plays to work. We just have to execute it correctly. They don't, call, the thing is they don't call these plays to make everybody scratch their head and be like, why in the world would you do that? They think they have the players out there to get it done. You know, Tyler Boyd is thrown for a first down and we saw it against the Miami Dolphins. We, we can see him play quarterback before on that play. 
Was it the right time? No, it wasn't. Would they like that back? I'm sure they would. Uh, but at the same time, and, and maybe this is the game. I'll give my guy Zim credit. Everybody knows Zim, uh, Zim Hude. He said, if this team, this offense is able to put up 30 points on the road, and I know the Saints are dealing with injuries too, without T Higgins on the field, maybe this offense has figured it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure. I, I don't know how the 30 points go. Do I feel good about the offense as they score 30 or is there like a defensive? I mean, I don't know. there's a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, in general, I don't know. I just feel like a strong maybe. I, I don't know. They don't need to score 30. They just need to yeah. look like they can move the ball and that their red zone offense is fine. If they scored 27 or something and it's a good 27 and not from short fields or something else, whatever. Honestly, without T, look, they need to figure out the offense with T too. They haven't scored thirty all year, so <laughs> scoring thirty without T, I don't. I, that's a pretty high bar for this offense right now. And I do think that this Saints defense, even with some injuries, better than the performance they put up against Geno Smith. And I also think, man, I, I really think, and I know we're five weeks in, but it is a lot of respect that teams are still giving to the Bengals offense with how they play their coverages where they really want to back way out there. They want to get out into what 15, 20 yards of depth, like on the snap limit these explosive plays. And we know like it's harder to, you know, play offense when they're limiting all your explosive plays like that without having any explosive plays, just 10, seven to 10 yard gains repeatedly is hard to do, but they are making it easier to do that by limiting the other stuff. So I think they just uh, – it's a tough week to get teams out of these uh, pass coverage-specific two-deep type shells uh, this week because the Saints' run D, to me, is pretty good. But um, you can still hit the underneath stuff until they creep up. You could get to all these other things. I don't know. I get the idea that if they could score 30 without T, the offense has maybe figured some stuff out. I just – I care so much about the process more than the results. Like, <laughs> to me, it's like, did they look good doing it or was it, you know, they got uh, – Hayden Hurst uh, caught a ball and there was a whole malfunction on the defense where they didn't pass it off or something like that. There's one touchdown. Joe Mixon gets an explosive touchdown on another play, but he stuffed other times. Then I'm not feeling that great about the offense, but if they're able to consistently move the ball, protect the ball, and win this game – to me, it's win it by two scores and look comfortable on offense. That's how I'd feel if they figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I think in the long run, you – and maybe this will benefit them. We could look back on this in November and December, depending on how the rest of October goes, and say, look, that's when they were just trying to figure it out. We've talked plenty about not having the preseason reps, and then Joe obviously coming off his surgery, missing most of training camp. Lyle Collins, who I still feel like is battling a back injury, but this offensive line seems to be gelling. Obviously, the competition on the D-line has changed from what they saw in Micah Parsons and TJ Watt week one in week two 
But at the same time, it seems like good news. Chemistry is starting to work. And then even the run game last week, we might not see that against the Saints for Joe Mixon in this game. But yeah, this offense still has it still has issues. And I think they need a game where they can kind of get their confidence back. Because if you look at every single game this season, and yes, all of the games they've lost by a field goal, two points against Baltimore, that if this offense would have been capable of the 2021 early season, even midseason, late season offense, they're 5-0 and right now. They're 5-0 and because this defense has done its part. Yeah, you can look at late in the game, the defense can't get that stop, but I can't even blame the defense for that because of what they've been able to do in the second half of a lot of the games not giving up a touchdown, just the way that they've been able to you know, control the game and, and help the offense, but the offense hasn't been able to capitalize. Jonah Williams, you mentioned, you know, if he doesn't go, Hakeem Adeniji more than likely, I feel like is going to go. And when he was out there for that short period of time, Dude was holding like no other. I mean, they didn't call it. I felt like they didn't call it, but I know Hakeem has been out there and he's been a starter in the NFL plenty of time or for plenty of games, you know, even going back to last year, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, they highlighted the hold on the broadcast, but that wasn't called. It was like it was only for like seven, wasn't he out there for like maybe seven snaps? I don't even know. Yeah, but I do think the Ravens pass rush is whatever. So it's like, it's it's not even a high bar and the Saints pass rush is much better. So that doesn't feel great. I do think he did have some solid reps as he was going to like there. That was on a check down to P Ryan. And then like the next play was um, I think the touchdown to Hurst or maybe it was a couple plays after he looked solid on the touchdown to Hurst, but they highlighted <laughs> he wasn't doing very well. I really would have liked it. They showed him doing well, too, but it is what it is. That's life as an offensive lineman. They highlight when you uh, hold and get away with it, but they don't highlight when you do a good job when you're the backup. It's fine. <laughs> Team knows you did a good job. So, And, hey, it's only holding if they call it. So That's you know. true. That's true. When but, you don't yeah, hear pro- about it. The, the process didn't look perfect and I would feel very uncomfortable with him starting especially because on the other side you've got Lyle Collins who's having his career worst year with his back injury against Cam Jordan who seems to never age just like the other Cam 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 Hayward never ages Cam Jordan never ages it sounds like if you're an NFL player that should be your uh, well I guess Cam Newton aged he didn't look very good last time we talked. <laughs> he aged pretty quickly yeah okay uh, the theory's gone <laughs> but but even with Cam Jordan, I just wish he would retire and just become a broadcaster. He's really good at it. He really is. He was at the Super Bowl doing some of the pregame uh, programming on the field. And I feel like, you know what? You could just retire. Go into the broadcasting. We, we don't need to see you on Sunday. I'm a, I'm a little nervous about that matchup, but um, but yeah, I mean, to be determined, look, Jonah, he's a warrior. He's a tough guy. I could still see him playing, suiting up um, more than likely will be listed as questionable tomorrow. That's when, you know, you start to get the honest injury report of what the outlook outlook's going to look like. And I'm sure Lyle Collins will be listed as questionable. He'll play on Sunday. T Higgins is the one personally that I'm watching right now. And I, I try to think of the long run outlook, but I also try to think of right now because dropping to two and four wouldn't be ideal right now, even though the AFC North is still a tight race and, you know, the Ravens have a tough one against the giants this weekend. So you have to think, you know, long-term about his health and and just the rest of the season, if you want to give it a go, but I don't know how I feel about it. No, I feel terrible if they drop to two and four because this schedule gets harder as the season moves on. And I know that they play up to their opponent, even when they're not playing well. The issue is just, man, 
If you tell me that they have to beat the Bills and the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, it starts turning into like, ooh, this season, that's rough. I don't know if you want to try to be in a situation where you have to win all three of those games. They struggle against the Browns. They already lost one to the Ravens. They lost one to the Steelers even, even though I think they'll probably win the next time they play them. It's I don't know. Who knows? TJ Watt will probably be back for that one. He will. So, That'll yeah. be the game TJ Watt comes back. It'll be the Cincinnati game. 100% so, that's what it'll I be. Don't, I don't feel great about any of the division games. And then you've got three monster games on the back half of this schedule with the three I mentioned. Even then, you still got the Titans, who are at least fine, pretty good regular season team. I don't know. Like this Saints game and the Falcons game and the Panthers game, the NFC South, other than the Buccaneers that's coming up, they have like three in a row. I feel like you might have to go at least two and one. And I would think you need to go three and oh, if you're going to try to make the playoffs, just because this is the part of the schedule you should be winning if you are a true, uh, you know, contender in this division. Yeah. I know percentage doesn't matter, but if they fall to two and four, their percentage chances uh, about 9% to make the postseason. but we'll get to more questions, mailbag, everything that you sent over on Twitter to Bengals underscore Sands and at LND S Patterson next on it's always game day in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> 